Nate Abarea here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio. You know, my favorite part about this job, without a doubt, is the people that I get to interact with, the guests that I get to interview, the just amazing individuals around the soccer world that I have the privilege of talking to. We've never had a bad guest on this show. We've had some really, really, really good ones as well. Today, folks, might take the cake as far as the name that we're bringing in. We've got a legend for you today. Martin Tyler. That's right. The Martin Tyler. One of the all-time greats in the craft of soccer commentary. Martin Tyler will be with us on World Soccer Talk Radio. Taking a trip down memory lane. A glorious trip down memory lane. We will relive some of Martin's greatest all-time calls. And we'll get on the gantry with Martin Tyler. We'll get a taste, get a feel for what goes on up there. What he does before and during a Premier League match or an England match. Whatever match he may be calling. Get a taste for his preparation. Maybe some of his rituals. How he gets ready for these commentary assignments you're listening to Sports Byline. Thanks for subscribing to us on iTunes, TuneIn, and Stitcher as well. Checking out the website, worldsoccertalk.com. Twitter in the crazy thing known as the Twitter sphere. At Sports Byline USA for updates on the program. At World Soccer Talk. That's the one you got to write down. At World Soccer Talk for all of your soccer inclined Twitter gold that you've got ready to throw out for the world's enjoyment and get at me at Nate WST with the love mail and the hate mail again at Nate WST. A huge thank you to all of you who've already gotten involved, sending some suggested questions for this interview and getting ready for one of what I'm hoping to be one of our finest shows that we have ever had. Martin Tyler is with us on the other side of this break right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. You don't go anywhere. We're back after this. Soccer to go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at soccerondish.com. Are you sick and tired of cable and satellite prices going up and up and up? If you're a sports fan like me, one of the main reasons you're keeping your TV subscription is to watch ESPN. But did you know that you can cut the cord, cancel your TV subscription, and watch ESPN live and legally on your computer, tablet, Roku, or phone and save a ton of money? With a subscription to Sling TV, you can watch all the ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, TBS, and AMC that you want. Plus, you also get the SEC Network, ESPN Bases Loaded, ESPN Buzzer Beater, Univision, and much more. From Sports Center to Hoops, Sling TV has got the best in live sports action and commentary. And today you can get a free seven day trial to Sling TV just by going to slingmytv.com. Again, to get a seven day free trial to Sling TV, go to slingmytv.com today. That's slingmytv.com. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for, freesoccertrial.com. With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. 
And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the US. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Heading to the Mendocino Coast? Check out the Beachcomber Motel and Spa, Surf and Sand Lodge, and the Beach House Inn, all in Fort Bragg. Experience in-room hot tubs, fireplaces, and ocean views with decks in one of the finest destinations near Glass Beach. With all of the amenities one would expect to find in a first-class lodging experience, these resorts also offer pet-friendly rooms and bike rentals to enjoy the California 10-mile coastal trail. Check out the BeachcomberMotel.com, SurfSandLodge.com, or BeachInn.com. Welcome back into World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea, and it is a great privilege to welcome in Martin Tyler to the show. Martin, how you doing, sir? Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure, Nate. And if, um, if our paths have crossed, I, I couldn't believe that you would have listened to my work as a five-year-old, but... Um, uh, I'm not feeling quite as old as probably I should do because of that uh, information that you've just given me. Um, but it's uh, a pleasure to talk about the game that we, we both love and hopefully uh, all the listeners love as well. Well, we will definitely uh, get to that experience for yours truly uh, as, as a five-year-old in Northern California a little bit later in the show, that famous night at Anfield uh, that was back in 1996. And you know, you, you've been doing this for, for such a long time, and, and you're an absolute legend of the craft. And one of the things that, that I want to know is, you know, when another Premier League season comes along, what, what makes each one unique? And specifically in regards to this one, the 2015-2016 campaign, what's getting you buzzing uh, about this Premier League season? Well, I think the fact that, you know, doing a, a lot of broadcast gets you buzzing well, Every time in the season, the, the beginning, the middle, or the end, um, it's the next broadcast that I always look forward to. That's what always motivates me. And it just so happens we're at the, the beginning of the campaign. And I, I suppose you're right in a way, Nate, that um, I did go through a little bit of a sort of psychological test of my own to make sure that I feel expected as always for the start of a new campaign. You know, you do need a, a couple of weeks off at the end. It's a long season. We do a lot of traveling. Um, but once I'm into that couple of weeks, I'm, I'm beginning to get the buzz pretty soon. And uh, I, I certainly have had it again for the start of this season. Um, I think I'm very lucky still to be doing the job, really. You know, I've, I've had a, a long career and I've enjoyed every minute of it. Um, and I want to keep doing it, but it's other people who decide whether I, I do it or not. Um, and at the moment, they're still pushing me in the direction of matches. So uh, I must be ready. You can, I believe you can build a reputation in 40 years and lose it in 40 seconds. So I've just about done the first bit. I must make sure I don't do the second bit. <laughs> Uh, now, Martin, every every commentator has a different way of preparing for a match. Can, can you give us a feel of, of what your preparations are like for a commentary assignment? Well, I can't really compare them to anybody else's, but what I do is I think what I might feel are the statutory checks for the teams, the players, the fixture. For example, I'm doing um, for Sky Sports in here in the UK. I'm, I'm doing the game between Manchester City and Chelsea on Sunday. So you know what they've done at the start of the season. I was actually uh, I saw Chelsea in the Community Shield. Uh, I saw Manchester City on Monday at West Ham. So I've actually seen both clubs play, which is always the case when you, you get an early season fixture. Um, and then I'm looking at the components. I'm, I'm looking at um, the history of the fixture. Uh, obviously, what it means uh, this stage, what it might mean if City win, um, which would put them obviously five points clear of Chelsea after two games, which would be an extraordinary scenario, but not an impossible one. Um, Chelsea win, of course, they go back above Manchester City, and uh, I know we're talking only two games of the campaign, but uh, you know it's, it's what the headlines will be 
um, not just in this country, but around the world. So to put it into context, really. Um, but what I really love is, I suppose, playing manager in my mind, you know, working out maybe what, um, how they're going to line up, what issues have happened, how has Mourinho managed to, um, well, he, got, he drew there last year, and they really should have won because they were playing against 10 men. And, of course, they allowed Frank Lampard, of all people, <laughs> playing for Manchester City to score against Chelsea. The year before, the season before, um, we called it a, a Mourinho Monday night masterclass because they won one at Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea won 1-0 at Manchester City with a, a, a marvellous tactical display. So I've sort of been trying to recall that. In fact, although Chelsea won that game, Manchester City went on to win the league, as you all know. So... It was a little bit of a hollow victory in the end, but it was a victory, and that's what Chelsea be looking looking to do. Having had a fairly ordinary, I know you've had them uh, in North America playing in the pre-season, um, but it's a fairly short pre-season. Uh, they didn't play well in the Community Shield. They then had a friendly at home to Fiorentina, which they lost, and then of course they were twice in the lead against um, Swansea and, and only got a draw and had their goalkeeper sent off. So. It's not all been sweetness of light, and I don't know whether the story about the medical department has reached you, but um, uh, Jose Mourinho has made more headlines by falling out with a club doctor and a first-team physio. So for all those issues taken account, that's all part of the preparation to go back to the original question. So you've got to get the journalistic lines in your head as well as, and, and, and establish the truth of them, of course. Uh, so there's a lot of work, and people always ask me how long I, I take to prepare, but the simple answer is, how long have I got between that? Um, but I did a game on Monday and we're now talking about Sunday for the next game. So I've had five days, really. And um, I will go down to Jose Mourinho's press conference tomorrow, um, which happily for me is about a mile and a half from where I live, which is um, <laughs> I've spent many of my 40 years traveling up and down the country to press conferences and the most inconvenient times and places. But since Chelsea, all this training ground um, in uh, Cobham in Surrey uh, uh, some seven or eight years ago. It's been on my doorstep. I was here first. They moved to me. I didn't move to them. So um, I, that makes it a little bit easier because I, I'll have more time doing other things um, in terms of prep to, before I go down and, and see what Jersey's got to say. I'm, I'm sure it'll be best getting there early because it'll be... Um, It'll be a sold-out sign at the match, but also at Jose's press conference as well. Well, surely Chelsea uh, had you in mind uh, when when they moved uh, to your to your neck of the woods, Martin. We've got a wow. <laughs> we've got about two minutes left uh, before we got to head to a break here. And one thing I'm curious about is, do you have any sort of? Uh, we've talked about this with other broadcasters on the show. Do you have any sort of rituals uh, that you go through before your your commentary assignments? I mean, whether it's going on a walk or, or eating the same meal, uh, has there been anything over the years that has become a, a sort of ritual uh, before a, a commentary assignment? No, I, I like to get to the ground very early. I think that's probably the obsession that I have because I, you know, the one thing you you, you can be forgiven a, a mistake or two. Certainly, if there's not too many of them, you get forgiven. Um, but I think not getting there is <laughs> is something that would be hard to forgive, really. Of course, there are the risks of, of, of travel difficulties. And I've got a few stories of co- other commentators who've had um, terrible journeys. And, and I think Arlo White, who, of course, is now doing a great job for NBC, I think he, he got late to a game um, traveling in the UK last season because of a real, you know, a train broke down or something like that, and he was just absolutely isolated. That can happen. Um, so, no, it's just, it's, I'm more, I'm, once I'm there, I'm relaxed. And but you get the same build-up as, you know, I tried to be a player, first of all. I mean, that, and, and I, I sort of equate my, my build-up to that. Yeah, I do like to eat the right things. I'm not always able to do that. And in the UK, some of the food, when you're traveling around and the and the, the fast food outlets, not the best stuff they'll be eating, but it needs much, you know. Um, uh, but I like to, you know, get plenty of sleep before a game and, and make sure that uh, I'm there in comfortable time. But And the nice build-up, and, you know, you get that sort of excitement. And I was saying to Kevin Kilban, who I worked with um, on the Monday night game at, um, at West Brom's Avenue, uh Monday night game, our time, uh, about 20 minutes for kickoff. This is the wonderful time. You see the players warming up. You feel the excitement that they're feeling, that the crowd are feeling. And, 
I think you've got to get that also as part of your your durability in the, in the profession to be able to still get that. Um, it's like almost naive excitement, childlike excitement of, oh, yeah, what's going to happen here? And, you know, you've done all your work on the teams and, and now you see what actually happens, you know, what the tactical battles are and, and how the game pans out and whose name you're going to be shouting, um, you know, uh, louder than, than somebody else's that particular night. So it's... Um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, the, the bottom line, and I know you've got to go to a break. The bottom line is that um, uh, you can't do a perfect commentary. It's impossible. There are too many variables, but you can always try to do one, and that's what keeps you on your toes, really. Martin Tyler is with us here on World Soccer Talk Radio. We are taking a glorious trip down memory lane on the other side of this break. We're heading to Anfield. We're heading to Highbury. We're heading to Wembley. We're heading to Munich. We're going all over the place. Stay with us. We're back after this on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for. FreeSoccerTrial.com With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S., Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. Are you sick and tired of cable and satellite prices going up and up and up? If you're a sports fan like me, one of the main reasons you're keeping your TV subscription is to watch ESPN. But did you know that you can cut the cord, cancel your TV subscription, and watch ESPN live and legally on your computer, tablet, Roku, or phone and save a ton of money? With a subscription to Sling TV, you can watch all the ESPN, ESPN2, TNT, TBS, and AMC that you want. Plus, you also get the SEC Network, ESPN Bases Loaded, ESPN Buzzer Beater, Univision, and much more. From Sports Center to Hoops, Sling TV has got the best in live sports action and commentary. And today you can get a free seven day trial to Sling TV just by going to slingmytv.com. Again, to get a seven day free trial to Sling TV, go to slingmytv.com today. That's slingmytv.com. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to Go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. No student's ever been king of the classroom on day one. But with the right gear from Office Depot Office Max, like a new Jansport backpack, a Dell 2-in-1 laptop, and stellar notebooks, your kid will be walking with varsity-level swagger. That's that new gear feeling. Shop with our experts to get great savings on a wide selection of school gear. And right now, filler paper and folders, just one cent. Office Depot Office Max. Gear up for school. Gear up for great. Filler paper limit three, folder limit ten. In-store only while supplies last. Ends 815. World Soccer Talk Radio is back here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. My name is Nate Abarea. We are joined by Martin Tyler in this edition of the show. And it is time to get a little nostalgic, as we always do here on World Soccer Talk Radio, and take this trip down Martin Tyler commentary memory lane. And we're going to start, Martin, with one that that we've talked about uh, off-air already for a few minutes. This is one that is so near and dear to my heart and and the hearts of, of millions of other people around the world. But 
this was really my introduction to English football and talk about getting a, a lucky stroke, you know, this, this being how I cut my teeth as a fan, not only of English football, but of Liverpool football club as well. April 3rd, 1996, Liverpool four, Newcastle three. It's called by many the greatest game of the Premier League era. It's called by some one of the greatest games in, in the history of, of English league football. You were calling this one with your good pal, Andy Gray. Martin, what do you remember most about that night, April 3rd, 1996 at Anfield? I suppose Dan Collymore closing in, as I said in the commentary. I, I know the I don't know my commentaries off by heart. I promise you anything but. But uh, Stan Collymore is a, a radio presenter here now, and he opens his show every Saturday night with this clip of commentary. So I hear it almost every week, and um, it, it was the. It, it, for me, it was the, the greatest game that I'd ever commentated. Um, there are plenty that have run it close because I've been very lucky to be in some fantastic um, uh, scenarios as, as a broadcaster. But um, this was right from the beginning, right to the last kick. It was two teams going for the title, and neither of which won the title, incidentally. Um, and people forget that Liverpool were going for the title. Newcastle were in almost pole position, and it was a real setback for them, particularly having been in a, a winning position during the match. Uh, the goal scorers, Robbie Fowler, scored a couple. Collymore got a couple. And Ginola, Ferdinand, and Aspria scored for Newcastle. All outstanding, outstanding players. And if I, I've got a moment, mate, to tell you a very quick story about... Um, uh, how how enduring the memory of this is is that um, at the World Cup opening game in Sao Paulo, uh, I actually was chatting to Stan Collymore in his capacity as a radio broadcaster um, before we went up to the um, uh, to the gantry to w- where we commentated from, and we went up in a lift. It was, it was a huge stadium in Sao Paulo, and uh, this was not a case of two. Uh, elderly gentleman not being able to walk up the stairs. We and we couldn't go by stairs. We went in the lift of about five, five or six flights. And uh, and as the lift doors opened, on the other side of the lift, already up there was Faustino Espria, and he looked at Stan Collymore and just and he he's not known Tino Espria for his command of English. He just looked at Stan and went, "You cost me my medal." <laughs> and that was, of course, a, a, a reference to this game that you, you've rightly highlighted, um, you know, at that time, so 18 years later. So it, I think it, it certainly showed that it had left an impact on pretty much everybody who was lucky enough to be in the stadium. It, it was all the elements of the, the beautiful game that we love so much all crammed into 90 minutes. Martin, it was such a ghostly night, and, and I watch the, the, the YouTube video of it you know, quite often. I still get that ghostly Anfield feel. I mean, you, you have Kevin Keegan. You have a Liverpool legend managing Newcastle, and then there's one clip that, that precedes the, the Collie Moore goal, or it's the buildup uh, to Collie Moore closing in, and that is Ian Rush and John Barnes, both in ulti late career stages, just with this bumbling two-man game down the middle yeah. of the pitch, and the commentary from you is so classic. It's it's Rush Barnes, Rush Barnes. Barnes still, yeah. it's still Russian Barnes. I mean, talk about the yeah. ghostly feel of that night and the fact that there were so many Liverpool legends not only in attendance but that were actually a part of that night. Yes, and. Kevin Keegan draped over the uh, the hoardings when the goal went in that sank his team. Um, there's an enduring image over here. And uh, uh, but the nice thing about it, uh, this may may on may be true or maybe not. But I like to believe that it's true that Kevin Keegan, who loved attacking football and, and uh, played it and managed with that kind of philosophy, um, they were about three quarters of the way back to to Newcastle after the game, which was a Wednesday night game and. Obviously, great disappointment in the Newcastle ranks. Um, and then suddenly, Keegan chirped up and said, oh, what a game. What a game to be part of, with a smile on his face, and even in defeat. And I, and I think that sort of, they, had, they had a reunion game um, not that long ago. Uh, not everybody could play, but um, it meant that much. And, and, you know, if you've lost a game, you don't really want to go to play in a reunion game of it. But they all went, <laughs> uh, the Newcastle players. And uh, so... Um, yeah, very, very special. Um, and as a time here, it had a certain broadcasting aura about it because um, 
pay-per-view television or whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure how it equates to what your expression is. Um, we just we just call it sports channels over here now. But you know that they were new. Sky Sports I was broadcasting for and still broadcast for. And we'd only been going the Premier League had only been going three or four years and. Uh, and and the, the audiences weren't great, but they were building and building. And, and this kind of game, just, um, you know, the, the subscribers were phoning up afterwards and we want more, we want more. And <laughs> so it did, it did a great deal for for football as a as a spectacle but it also um it also helped um the change in emphasis from um, what we had which was just terrestrial broadcasters into what what we have today and uh, even that's changing now to you know obviously all the other outlets that you have for, for viewing and uh, uh it's extraordinary I, i've been very lucky just in classic to say this to be um, able to come through all the different different phases, and all right, I'm perhaps not the biggest technophobe out there, but <laughs> I can, I can, you know, I can, I can follow things on social media and stuff like that now, which uh, people of my age usually have a bit of trouble doing. But it's been it's been a, a real explosion for for the communications industry per se, but also obviously football's played a big part in in making it um, desirable for everybody. Well, uh, one one of my favorite add-ons uh, to that Liverpool Newcastle match is that the next the the fixture the next season in 1997 was Liverpool four <laughs> yeah. Newcastle three Liverpool actually in entirely different circumstances blowing a three nil lead yeah. and then scoring uh, scoring the fourth in in stoppage time in front of the cop and who was managing Newcastle that season another Liverpool legend named King Kenny Dalglish it's absolutely yeah. incredible you and, couldn't, and you couldn't make it up could you but I, I didn't do that game I watched it on the television it was uh, one of my colleagues who's a commentator on it. But I'm in the odds before. Well, we had a similar scenario last weekend here when um, uh, Liverpool had lost 6-1 at Stoke on the last day of last season, as you well, well know, probably trying to erase from your memory. <laughs> um, and what were the odds were it going to be 6-1 to Stoke this time around um, on the first day of this season? And, of course, it was nowhere near that. And you had a happier outcome as a Liverpool supporter um, with, with Coutinho's wonderful winning goal. So, um, yeah, that was that was an extraordinary double header, really. But as I say, I'm, I'm I was only privileged to be in the ground for the first one. Well, yeah, and, and thank goodness for the little Brazilian magician uh, back uh, this last weekend, indeed. Now it's interesting, and we've only got three minutes here before we got to uh, head to another break, Martin and. It was only a month later where, and I talk about that Liverpool-Newcastle match for me personally, it was my introduction to English football and this introduction to, to footballing euphoria as this little kid. Well, a month later, I, I took a trip with my father to our local uh, English pub, the Britannia Arms in, in Aptos, California, for the FA Cup final between Liverpool and Manchester United. So in April of 96, I had my introduction to the euphoria of football. Well, about a month later, I had my introduction to getting hypothetically stabbed in the heart uh, by the beautiful game <laughs> that we love so much. It was the Spice Boys in the white suits against Mr. Magnifique Eric Cantona at Wembley. Manchester United win it 1-0 on one of the greatest FA Cup final goals in, in recent memory. We've got uh, actually under two minutes before we got to head to break, Martin. When you think back to that FA Cup final at Wembley, what, what goes through your mind? Well, it wasn't a very good game, and um, it was a very good story. And Cantona, the enfant terrible, um, was... Um, you know, showing everybody what what the right side of his character was, and and he really couldn't have again. It's a truth being stranger than fiction, really. But from Liverpool's point of view, it was a a huge disappointment, um, and that's the way things were really around Liverpool at that time. They had a lot of talent, and it never quite gelled to uh, give them uh, perhaps the rewards that that talent deserved. Um, uh, but they're obviously a massive match because of the rivalry between the two clubs, which continues today. Um, and uh, uh, obviously, Cantona's contribution and, and his headlines really are about all that I can I can recall. It's certainly not as crystal clear in my mind as the four-three was because uh, <laughs> it's not a game that we've revisited too much, to be honest with you. 
Well, it's uh, I just I, I I can still hear in in the pub that day of just the echoing of Cantona and about <laughs> 90, 90 expat United supporters just hucking beer everywhere and some of it landing on my five year old lap and me just going home and in tears on that spring morning in nineteen ninety six. All right, well we'll talk about some England memories on the other side of this next break. One in particular that I cannot wait to relive. England 5, Germany 1, that famous night at the Olympic Stadium in Munich. And we'll talk a little David Beckham memories on the other side of this break. Nate Abarea and Martin Tyler here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Football season is back, and this time around, it's all about you, the fan. Thanks to Rabble.tv, now you can call the action for your favorite college and pro teams for free. Just mute your TV and provide your own play-by-play or armchair commentary. Or listen to other fans like you who love your team as much as you do. With Rabble.tv, you can create and enjoy sports broadcasts created by fans on your desktop, through your iOS or Android app, or through your mobile browser. We want to hear you watch the game. So blitz the booth this football season and go to Rabble.tv to schedule a broadcast today. At Lumber Liquidators, our founder is back, and we're consolidating our inventory so you can get special clearance deals on quality floors that you won't find anywhere else. Why pay $3 a square foot for hardwood at other stores? We have easy-click pre-finished butterscotch oak for just 99 cents. Beautiful and unique bamboo from 179 More than 80 styles of American and European laminate from 59 cents and more, plus 18-month special financing. I recently came back to Lumber Liquidators to get us back to basics. Just good wood at a good price. These deals won't last. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. We all know healthcare has changed drastically. It's quite the puzzle to sort through your options and find a health insurance plan that's affordable and maximizes your benefits. And you're now required by law to have health insurance or you may pay a tax penalty. So let the Health Markets Insurance Agency help you. They offer plans from over 120 different companies and can even help you obtain government subsidies. Let them do all the research for you and show you how affordable health insurance can be. A service that's at no extra cost to you. Call now and learn your options to find affordable health insurance. 800 614 800-614-1242 Health Markets Insurance Agency is a DBA or assumed name of Insphere Insurance Solutions, Inc., which is a licensed insurance agency in all 50 states and D.C. Not all agents are licensed to sell all products. Service availability varies by state. You're getting very sleepy. Sleepy. You're no longer afraid of bunnies. Bunnies. You'll join my rewards program. I'll join your... Wait, what? 50% off your fifth session. Mm -hmm. Focus on the value. Value. How about a rewards program you'll actually use every day? Finally, there's Plenty. Earn points at one place and use them at another. Sign up today at plentywithanI.com for access to offers worth over $100 in savings. There's Plenty together. Terms and conditions apply. No student's ever been king of the classroom on day one. But with the right gear from Office Depot Office Max, like a new Jansport backpack, a Dell 2-in-1 laptop, and stellar notebooks, your kid will be walking with varsity-level swagger. That's that new gear feeling. Shop with our experts to get great savings on a wide selection of school gear. And right now, filler paper and folders, just one cent. Office Depot Office Max. Gear up for school. Gear up for great. Filler paper limit 3, folder limit 10. In-store only while supplies last. Ends 815. Nate Abarea and Martin Tyler back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio. During the break, we were we were reliving my my drive home with my father back in 1996 from that FA Cup final experience. The the, the Gooner supporting dad saying it's going to be okay. Come on, chin up, lad. Me just looking back, crying, going, "You don't understand. You can't relate to this. Come on." All right, we're going England now. We're going English national team. And this one for me, Martin, as, as we continue this, this nostalgic trip down, down memory lane of, of your commentary work, we go to Munich 
It's 2001. It's a, a game that has had songs written about it. It's England 5, Germany 1. An almost unbelievable scoreline. And, and there's one moment in particular that stands out for me in, in reviewing your commentary alongside Andy Gray from that match. And it's, it's the fifth goal. It's the Emil Heskey goal that was, that was the fifth. And, and you just yelling out almost in disbelief, it's five! It's five! I mean, can you, can you kind of relive that moment when the fifth goal went in? Well, some of my colleagues have been reliving it for years because they shout Heskey at me in that kind of tone. Uh, if I, you know, if, if they want to wind not wind me up, but tease me about, you know, being getting overexcited, maybe. Um, it's there are things that you can't explain about commentating, Nate, which is the level that you get taken to when the truly exceptional moment happens, and you can't plan it. You can't get there unless it's exceptional. It's not an act. It's what you really feel. Um, and maybe sometimes that that is a bit of a worry because you, you just don't know when the next time comes along whether you're going to get there. It's just not It's not something that you can rehearse. And that was one of those moments. Um, and I think there was also probably maybe not quite in that sentence, but uh, around the whole broadcast, there's a certain amount of relief that England were doing well because it's the worst commentary. And they've, they've knocked the stadium down now. They don't use it for football anymore. Thank goodness. It's, I, people ask me about the best things all the time. Let me tell you about the worst stadium to commentate from, the <laughs> Olympic Stadium in Munich. You're nearer Stuttgart than you are the pitch. And uh, it, it, it's horrendous. And you go into games like that going please may I survive this please may I survive it so um, that was uh, obviously an exceptional evening and uh, a great uh, it was a bit it was was bittersweet for me if if you want a personal recollection there was a a great commentator over here who who had helped me a lot and I'd worked with in my early days at ITV called Brian Moore and um, when I got back to the dressing room with all the jubilation going around the England camp, and then back there, somebody came out of the dressing room and told me that Brian had died. And that I heard that on the track at Munich. Um, and I lost a, a, a wonderful broadcaster, a good friend, and uh, somebody who had been a mentor to me. So it was a mixed, a mixed day, really, personally. Wow, that's an incredibly touching story, and uh, it's we, we we talk about the the duality of of football, and I mean, is that really does that kind of stand out for you as one of the ultimate like you know moments of of duality within within footballing life for you that day in Munich? Yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, I haven't had touch wood so many you know moments as extreme as that. You know, the the game could have been two two, and Brian could have been taken ill rather than died you know but it was an extreme occurrence that England went to Germany in 151 but it was um, as I say for me it's always associated that particular day with the loss of, of someone that um, I have huge admiration for well, Martin, I really appreciate you sharing uh, such a such a personal story here with us and uh, hey let's kind of let's relive a little bit more of of that 2001 time with England it, it was such a bizarre period for the English national team. And, and there was the danger of, of missing out on the World Cup. And it, it was the, the Sven Joran Eriksson Rescue Act. And so let's go to really the, the, the penultimate as far as the rescue uh, goes. And that was the, the match versus Greece uh, back at, at Old Trafford. 2-2, the, the, the moment that really cemented David Beckham as, as an icon uh, for, for years to come, for, I mean, infinite years uh, to come. What do you remember about that final moment uh, from David Beckham, that free kick, to rescue a draw against Greece, to really sneak in uh, to the World Cup in 02? Well, I remember a lot about it. Um, I can, uh, I got the feeling that he'd taken several other free kicks uh, in the course of the England desperately needed to go, otherwise they did not qualify them. Um, he got nearer and nearer. And so... I really felt that the shot would be on target. Obviously, I didn't know that he would score. Um, but I was able to, to set it up um, uh, in a way that uh, uh, reflected how I felt at the time. You know, you know, as I said before, these things are not acted. They're just r- words to respond to the feelings of the commentator. Um, 
Kentucky, and and of course I've been very lucky enough to discuss it a few times with David since, <laughs> uh, and uh, he uh, he delivered, and as you say, he he was building a reputation then, but of course in 1998 he'd been sent off in the World Cup playing for England against Argentina at a crucial stage on a night that England went out, and one wondered then whether he'd ever be able to win the hearts and minds of the English public back again. Well, he certainly did um, good and proper uh, on that uh, uh, that particular strike of the ball. Greece played really well. Yes. <laughs> I can remember that too. And uh, probably, deserved not, uh, uh, probably deserved to win the game. But uh, England dug it out. And uh, yeah, they haven't been in my career. The, the words that I've always wanted to say um, and, and I've never had the chance in my broadcasting career, even though it's been going on for, for years and years, years, I've never said England has won the World Cup. And, uh, you know, whether I will still get the chance to do that, um, you know, I'm running out of options. Is that something <laughs> like that? But you never know. You never know. Um, uh, but so that was that was almost like a World Cup winning moment. It was it was very very special. And uh, of course, and let me just say, Nate, these moments these moments are for the players. You know, I'm, I, I probably describe myself as maybe a witness to these a witness with the power of communication, but. They are. That's David Beckham's moment. We've talked about Stan Collymore's moment and Emil Heskey's moment. And, uh, they are. It, it's it's the fortune to be there. We don't pick our games, you know. Certainly not in my company. Anyway, we get sent. We get an email. Uh, these days, it used to be the phone call, but now it's the email, and uh, you go to the games. And obviously, there are lots of things that have happened in football in my 40 years that I haven't been at. But um, I've been lucky enough to have my fair share of um, a very special one. You out there, if you're an aspiring broadcaster or you're a current broadcaster, whether it's soccer, whether it's American football, baseball, whatever your, your commentary assignment is, please, please write this quote down or plant it on your brain. You are a witness with the power of communication. Please, please, if there's one thing that you can take away from this interview here with Martin Tyler, please write that down and remember that for all of your broadcasts in the future. And I most definitely will. We've got six minutes left here with you, Martin. So I want to reel off as many of these uh, as, as possible. And it's funny. We'll actually stay at Old Trafford. I watched this one the other day. It was September of 03. It was, in my opinion, the greatest nil-nil draw in, in the history of, of modern English football. It was the Battle of Old Trafford. It was the beginning of Arsenal's undefeated Invincibles Premier League season. And there are, there's no game for me that's a, a non-Liverpool game, a game that doesn't include my beloved club, where I can watch it to this day, and when a moment happens, and I've seen it a hundred times, I still jump out of my seat pumping my fist and that's how I feel every time Ruud van Nistelrooy's penalty just clatters the crossbar and there's so much drama there's so much going on what, what do you remember about the chaos of the battle of Old Trafford in 2003 well the rivalry was at its keenest then and obviously after Manchester United were the top two they were going for everything pretty much together certainly domestically and it wasn't a very pleasant affair most times than when they met but um this one, when you think, I think it was game seven of the 38-game season. Um, and, of course, if Nathan Nistelrooy's penalty is a couple of millimeters lower, there's no invincibles. So uh, it's sort of forgotten. I, I, I do credit you, Nate, for, for bringing this into it. When you start to say, I, I, I don't think, well, what happened in September 2003? I, <laughs> I can't really remember. But I give you great credit for it. And it, it is a significant moment because... The invincible season is probably one of the greatest things that's happened for a club in in, in modern football in, in in this country, and and it wouldn't have happened but but for that penalty failure and Van Nistelrooy didn't miss very often, so uh, even even he was probably caught up in the in the um, turbulent atmosphere of the day. Move on because we're running out of time. <laughs> couple of millimeters lower, and there's no Invincibles. Exactly. All right, hey, we're, we're going to go back to a couple of Liverpool ones real quick. December of 04, Anfield. It's known by Liverpool fans simply as the night of Olympiacos. 
It's Gerard. It's when it's when Andy just yelled into the microphone. Oh yeah, beauty. Andy took over. <laughs> well, what, what was that like when Andy suddenly became became the play-by-play broadcaster for a moment? Uh, it was great. I mean, I, I always said to him, "Thank goodness you let me say Gerard," <laughs> and uh, that's all I said. I think uh, the the rest was Andy, and uh, you know, we 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 were a great team, and we enjoyed each other's company. We enjoyed working with each other. We balanced up completely the wrong way round. The play-by-play guy is supposed to get really, really excited <laughs> and the analyst is supposed to be super cool and calm. And I think we got it the other way around. So I don't know quite how that happened, but it was our natural temperaments. And, you know, I still, I, he's working now in in, um, in Doha and he's making a great success of that as well. And I talked to him from time to time and we're still good mates. But, you know, that was... Um, yeah, that was a great night, and and Andy, it's Andy's night. Just even Gerard's night, <laughs> followed by Andy. I, I played a small role in the uh, in that particular movie. <laughs> Oh, well, with one swing of his gifted right foot, Steven Gerrard says, Champions League knockout stage, here we come. All right, there's one other Stevie G moment I got to ask you about, and that is May of 06 at Cardiff. We're going to Wales for this one. It was the last Cardiff FA Cup final. Liverpool 3, West Ham 3, Liverpool win it on penalties. But an equalizer in stoppage time from Steven Gerrard. And again, it was one of those moments where you seem truly blown away. You just said the word stunning. And and then it was almost as if you were just in awe of of what you were witnessing. What do you remember about that moment in Cardiff back in '06? Well, just how Western Ham managed not to win that game from the position where they, I think, they had a throw-in down by a corner flag, and and it was just to get the ball up the field and away, and and keep it away from every Liverpool player, but most of all, keep it away from Stephen Gerrard. And um, he could only he could have done it. I mean, now. Um, uh, in, the, in the US, hopefully you'll see why he's so special. And he um, he, he was a, a one-man tornado of a footballer. You know, he was just and he just refused to be beaten on, on a number of occasions. Uh, the Olympiacos won the Champions League final in 2005, and this Cup final was um, just just ridiculously heroic, really. <laughs> And uh, it, it sums up the man that you couldn't meet a more modest guy, but on the field, oh, a tiger. And uh, the one who was determined to, to get his mouth full of that FA Cup, that's for sure. Hey, we'll, we'll close with this one. We've we got 60 seconds left here down memory lane. The final day of 2012, the famous Sergio Aguero goal for Manchester City. And there, there was something that you said within that commentary moment. And it was, you may never see anything like this ever again and yeah. that kind of sums I said, up I, I, sw- I swear you will you will never see anything like this and that's the only time I've sworn on the air by saying <laughs> I swear and uh, uh, hopefully that will continue to the end of my career <laughs> unblemished record um, but uh, I do stand by that you will never see anything like it again the last kick of the 20th Premier League season everything else finished really and certainly the other game that Matt had finished and they scored two in stoppage time, Manchester City, to win the league. And it was uh, uh, um, breathtaking. And um, I would hope one day that I might be able to discuss it with Sergio Aguero. I've, I've never had the chance to do that in the, uh, what are we now, three plus years. But I'm going to Manchester City on Sunday. So. <laughs> uh, and uh, and uh, the, uh, the other problem it's called is he scored plenty of other goals since then when I've been commentating. But you know, you're being judged by how many O's you put on the end of the uh, uh, the end of the goal scoring chance. <laughs> so um, I have to make sure I don't go the full O's because I, I swear I'll never broadcast like that ever again. Oh, you you swore, you swore again. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if you haven't, if you haven't out there seen the uh, the new Sky Sports ad uh, preview in the Premier League season with Frank Sinatra's "That's Life" playing and Thierry Henry taking a walk through uh, 23 years of Premier League football, and it features so much of your commentary. Please, please check that out, the uh, the new Sky Sports ad. Martin Tyler, it has been a great pleasure and a great privilege having you on the show. You're welcome back anytime, and uh, best of luck this weekend uh, at the Etihad, sir. No, thank you for inviting me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, now I've got to get back to my prep for Sunday. <laughs> All right. Cheers to you, Martin. Thanks again. We're back after this to close this thing out on World Soccer Talk Radio.
Today, more than ever, Americans need a means to protect their life savings. With a troubled economy and government spending out of control, they've been forced to promote loose money policies, which decreases the value of the dollar and promotes inflation. Birch Gold Group can help you protect your savings by rolling over all or a portion of your IRA or 401k into an IRA backed by physical gold. Take advantage of the best gold prices in years and enjoy the long-term hedge against inflation that gold provides by moving into a gold IRA from Birch Gold Group, the precious metal IRA specialists. Call Birch Gold Group today for a free consultation on how a tax-free rollover to a gold IRA can offer stability, protection, and the peace of mind that your life savings, which you've worked so hard to build, is safe. Call 888-221-0010 and receive Birch Gold's free information kit, which offers the best-kept secrets for safeguarding your savings with gold. Call 888-221-0010. That's 888-221-0010. My joints used to kill me. I'd wake up with stiff knees and a stiff back, and it wouldn't get much better throughout the day. I went to doctors and took almost every supplement you can think of, and nothing seemed to help. Then I found something called Oil Can Joint Lubricant. They use only top-of-the-line, all-natural ingredients, and I know many companies make similar claims, but here's the big difference. Oil can ingredients are scientifically formulated to work together faster than anything else in the marketplace. That's guaranteed. I take oil can every day. My knee pain was gone at just a few days. So if you have knee pain back pain and you've tried everything, try oil can joint lubricant risk-free right now. I'm confident you'll have fewer aches and pains within days or we will gladly refund your money. Call right now. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. 800-989-1795. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. Football season is back, and this time around, it's all about you, the fan. Thanks to Rabble.tv, now you can call the action for your favorite college and pro teams for free. It's your team, so why not give fans your call? Just mute your TV and provide your own play-by-play or armchair commentary. With Rabble.tv, you can create and enjoy sports broadcasts created by fans on your desktop, through your iOS or Android app, or through your mobile browser. We want to hear you watch the game. So blitz the booth this football season and go to Rabble.tv to schedule a broadcast today world soccer talk radio back here with you on the sports byline broadcasting network you can listen to the show on sports byline every weekday live at 1 p.m pacific time replays at 6 p.m pacific time itunes tune in stitcher worldsoccertalk.com on twitter at world soccer talk and at sports byline usa another huge thank you a tip of the cap cheers to martin Tyler, what a show we had today. Thanks to Martin for joining us. That was an absolute privilege. Huge thanks to EuroFantasyLeague.com. If you started up your EuroFantasyLeague team, get your, your dream team together, your Ronaldo, Aguero, Pogba, Zlatan, Rooney, Messi team together and win 5000 bucks. Check out Chelsea Man City with Gary Hayes on Rabble.tv this Sunday. A huge thank you to our sponsors, Rabble.tv and EuroFantasyLeague.com. For the producers back in San Francisco and the gaffer Chris Harris, I'm Nate Abarea. Bye for now.